Is everybody okay tonight? Amen. You guys are awesome. Really quick, before I read any scriptures or anything, um, can you guys just help me? I'm going to read a phrase, and I want to see if you guys can be able to tell me what word needs to be inserted in this phrase. So, do you understand that? I'll give you an example. To be or... There, that's, that is the question. That was by Macbeth, in, by Shakespeare. Amen? All right, here's the next one. Ask not what your country can do for you, but... What you can do for your country. That's very good. That was by John F. Kennedy. That's correct. You guys are so good. to see how we remember these things? I'm sure I could start singing some songs that you all can remember that from years ago, and I'm sure it would just come up just like that. It's very important because words are really important, church. An apple a day keeps... Man, you guys, you guys are great. All right. Slow and steady. Yes. Wins the race. That's good. You guys are doing great. Now, this one here, I think that everyone should get is For God so loved the world that he, began, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. That's good. You guys are awesome. Isn't that great? And when I was a youth, and I was in, in, in youth group, you know what we would always have? We would have, I don't know if you all remember, I don't know if they do it anymore, but they have Bible drills we would take and we'd put our Bibles up like this. You all remember that? And then, then they Acts 2-2. Two, two. And then you'd have to, the first person that could open it the quickest. You remember that? And then you'd have to stand up. And then you'd have to read it. And then you'd win. And I would, or they would ask us, what, what, does anybody know a verse that they memorized? And of course, you know what the first one, Jesus wept. That's right. <laughs> Everybody would jump up and say, Jesus wept. And, and just, because I'm just telling you that, that words are important, y'all. Words are important. Um, elementary, my... Dear Watson, that's very good. There's no place like home. You guys are doing good. All right, well, last one. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I heard that my whole life, and that um, I believe that that's false. I believe that false. I think that a bone will heal if somebody hurls a rock at you, but I think that there's things that people can say and uh, about you or to you or behind your back and then you hear it that can, actually, that can actually scar you for the rest of your life if the Holy Spirit is not involved. Amen. Um, so, here we go. You guys ready? Father, I love you. I thank you. I praise you for the opportunity that we have to gather together, Lord, and I just thank you for your presence. Lord, your presence is here because, Lord, where two or three are gathered in your name and we are gathered in your name, that, Lord Jesus, that you would be here tonight, not just in this building, but, Father God, in every classroom, in every space of the parking lot, Father God, that, Lord, if someone came here tonight and, Father, is going through a situation, that, Father, that you are the answer. You alone, Father. And, and Father, we just pray that, Lord, that people that are even watching online, Father God, that are going through hard times and situations, Lord, that you would be with, be with them and, Father, give them the strength in your holy and precious name, Father, we just pray that, Lord, as I speak, that you'd speak through me, that, Lord, I just pray in Jesus' name that you would get all the glory, that you would get all the praise, Father, that I would say what you want me to say, and I would not add anything to it, Father God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your word that is a living word. We just honor you tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. imagine, if you will, a weapon so powerful that it makes a nuclear bomb look like a toy. This weapon has the potential to literally bring anguish into the life of every human being on this planet, but without necessarily destroying them physically. This weapon can produce scars that last a lifetime, scars that never may, ne may never heal. This weapon is accessible and available not just to the rich, but also to the poor. Right? In fact, we all have access to this weapon. No weapon that now exists or will exist can have this deadly potential, the potential of this ancient weapon. It is as old as man himself. It is the weapon of the tongue. Life and death, as we get into this, and you guys know this, but life and death is in the power of the tongue. Amen? We can speak life or we can speak death into people's life. Um... The Bible teaches us that the tongue has a great power. The tongue can heal or it can destroy. It can bless or it can curse. We, we are to be wise in the use of this tiny member of our body. It can bring pain or it can bring pleasure. It is how it is used. 
Well, Pastor Rich, I've been a Christian for a long time, and, and, and I, know how to, I know how to use my tongue. I'm just telling you, church, that all of us need to examine. I was going to read from 2 Corinthians chapter, I believe it's chapter 5, where it says, examine our life. Examine yourself, actually, is what it said. And I just, I got praying this week, and I got thinking that, that all of us, every once in a while, we need to do a check, an inventory of our life, and say, God, if there's anything that has creeped in, is there anything in, in our life? Because I can tell you, I've been there before when I've gone through hard times or been going through hard times. The very first thing that I have a tendency to spout off at the mouth and start speaking things, I'm, I'm just telling you, even if it's not about a person, it can even be about yourself. We can be speaking things that, 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 weren't, that God doesn't even, hasn't even spoken over us, church. You know, I'll never amount to anything or, or, or stuff like that, that that we don't really realize that how powerful the tongue is. Ephesians 4, 29. Check this out. Do not let... Oh, sorry. You're doing good, Cece. You got it? Okay, well, I can, I can help y'all. It, there, thank you. You guys are great. See? So you guys spoke, and I heard. Isn't that great? Do not let unwholesome, foul, profane, worthless, vulgar words ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as is good for building up. Say building up. Building up, building up others according to the need and the occasion so that it will be a blessing to those who hear you speak. We're to build up and we're not to tear down, church. Amen? Amen. All right, here we go. You know, you, you know that, that, that I'm into statistics. We speak a lot of words every single day. Some of us more than others. Right? Um, just a little side story. We, when, 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 we had our, when our children were smaller, there are some, some of our children that can talk. I mean, we get in the car and it was like everything that was there in the back seat in their little car seat, they, they would say, look at this. And they would not stop talking. But then there's other kids that we had that would hardly say anything at all. And it's, I love you, Jess. You're awesome. So I'm joking. That's, that's my daughter. So she was, no, and I, I, nothing's bad with words, y'all. It's how we use the words. Listen to this. Um, while the number of words an average person speaks in a day can, expect, can depend upon the age. Some of us older people, and I'm saying older because I'm a little bit older now, Brother Kevin. Um, I'm, I'm 33. No, I'm, I'm over 50, so Whew. I'm getting old. Depending on the age, culture, and, may, and that they may have factors, but in 2022, the University of Arizona did a study for eight years and found that most pe people speak between, and if you look online, there's different ones that say 7 to 10 to 15, between about 16,000 words a day. 16,000 words a day. Now check this out. The study found no significant, this is recent because the other ones you can get on there and they say that men speak 7,000 and women speak about 10,000 more than that. Now I'm not saying that that's not true. I'm just saying that a lot of times men can also talk just as much as, just as, much as women can. But how we communicate a lot of times is with our words. Amen? We, a lot of times, yes, we can have body language and we can, we, can, we can communicate that way, but a lot of times throughout our life, we communicate with, with words, with, with sentences tied together. Now check this out. This study found no significant difference between male and female. Debunking previous claims that women speak over 10,000 more words in a day than men. There are, and I just checked, this is awesome. Have you ever seen the world, um, what is it called? I just, I just watched it and it shows you how many people are in the world today, the world clock or whatever that it is. And then it shows you how many people are dying a day and shows you how many, how many births are born. And now that to, as of when I left my office just a little bit ago, there's, there's over 8 billion people in the world today, worldwide. That is crazy, isn't it? 8 billion people. And it's continually growing. Like when I stopped looking at it, there was a hunt today, there was 12,000 deaths, but there was 18,000 births. It's, it's just crazy as, 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 you, as you look at this, but check that out. So if we just take 8 billion people in the world today, and a known percentage, I know you're going to say, Pastor Rich, some of the kids are being born and they can't talk and they can't use their words. I understand. But if we just take 8 billion, 8 billion words that are being, I'm sorry, 8 billion people, but you multiply that times... 16,000 words a day on an average. You know how many words a day? That word is 128 trillion words a day that are spoken within the human race. 
but yet we can still call upon the name of the Lord. And the Lord hears our cry, and that when we cry out out of eight billion people, that he knows our voice, that when we cry, when we're, when we're his child, when we're in communication with him, that out of, uh, that's just one day, you guys. That's just one day. Isn't that crazy? What about texting, Pastor Rich? Those are words too. You're very correct on that. I think that some of us nowadays even text more than we use our words. Um, I have been at home and then all of a sudden something needed to be turned, whether it was maybe the AC turned down or something like that or needed something. Hey, just text you. I'm sitting on the couch or someone, hey, can you do this for me? And they're right there in the next room. So and anyways, I won't say anything like I've done that to my, I've done that to her also. But the number of monthly, check this out, the, mon the number of monthly texts since text has increased 7,700 over the last decade. I mean, when I was in school, we didn't have any texting at all. We didn't, I mean, we had computers that were probably larger than this. And, you know, the phones, we had the phones like you would see, it would have like a, look almost like a purse. Like, and, and the phone was was like, it was bigger than this. It was almost as big as my head, y'all. It was like huge. It was like a brick. You guys remember those? Yes, I'm calling my head huge because I have a huge head. But check this out. It, it, it's gone up 7,700. And I'm just telling you, just because it's a word that doesn't come out of your mouth, it can be a word that we're saying that's in a text message or social media or an app that we have, church. So I'm just, check this out. Over 56 billion texts are sent every month worldwide. 8 trillion texts are sent worldwide every year, not including app-to-app, app, which, means, which means it could be Facebook Messenger or it could be WhatsApp, stuff like that. That's another 60 mil billion messages. That's another, that's, I mean, that's a lot of communication, church. A lot of texting. I know that some of us text. And what about emails, Pastor Rich? The number of emails sent in one day is up 4.3% from last year. Is Check this out. 347.3 billion. Isn't that crazy? So we do communicate. It may be through a text, it may be through an email, it may be face-to-face -face talking, but I'm telling you, we use our words, church. And words are powerful because I can tell you that when God created the heavens and earth, and you can look in Genesis chapter one, within the men's group, we're going through Genesis, we're actually just finishing up with chapter two. But God, when he spoke, he spoke what? Words. He spoke the worlds into existence. That's our God. The dictionary.com defines words as a unit of language consisting of one or more spoken sounds of their written representation. That functions as a principal carrier of meaning. Words are the primary way in which we communicate our thoughts, our emotions, and our desires to others as, as such are incredibly powerful. Just gave you the example of how God created the heavens. He just spoke the words into the worlds into existence. There was a saying that I was reading as I was studying this week. It says, don't mix bad words with your bad mood. You will have many opportunities to change your mood, but you will never get an opportunity to replace the words that you've spoken. Proverbs 18, 19. You don't have this one, Cece. Um, in the, in the Ch International Children's Bible says this, a brother who has been insulted is harder to win back than a walled city and arguments separate people like, a barred, like barred gates of a palace. Amen. I believe that in these end times that I believe that God wants us to come together and be in unity and be able to, that, that, we, that we are covering one another. And I'm just telling you, we're going to get frustrated with one another. We're going to, in, on our jobs, not in, in our homes, but we need to be very careful how we use our words. Amen. Matthew, you have this one, Cece. Matthew 12, 34 through 37 says this. Jesus is speaking here. This is in the New Testament. You broad of vipers, how can you speak good things when you are evil? For your mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. The good man from his inner good treasure brings out good things, and the evil man from his inner evil treasure brings out the evil things. But I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will have to give an account for every careless or useless word they speak. 
For by your words, reflecting your spiritual condition, you will be justified and acquitted of the guilt of sin. And by your words, rejecting me, you will be condemned and sentenced. The, the message says this. You don't have the CC. In, uh, for verse number 34, you have minds like a snake pit. How do you suppose that you say, is, what, what you say is worthy, wor- worth anything when you are foul-minded? It's your heart, not your dictionary, that gives meaning to your words. The NLT says this, for whatever is in your heart determines what you, were, what you say. That a lot of times, church, that, that we need to check our hearts and make sure that they're right with, with God first and foremost because out of the abundance of another, out of the abundance of the mouth, the heart speaks. Right? Well, abundance, what, did I say that backwards? I'm so sorry, I did not mean that. No. Say it again, About it, out of the abundance of the mouth, the heart speaks. I'm so sorry. I, I apologize. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I'm sorry. Thank you for telling me that because I don't want anybody to go away. And then, because I worry about stuff like that, y'all. That I don't, no, I, I, I don't say, I don't mean worry. I'm just saying, I really, I, when I'm up here, I take this very, very seriously. And I want to make sure that what I say and what I do represents Christ and that it's, it's in what he says. So, so please forgive me. Um, the Chinese proverb says, one Chinese proverb says this, what's down in the well will come up in the bucket. If others want to, want to, want, want to know the state of a person's heart, they only need to listen to someone talking. When they're telling them more about, that, more about their problems, more about their anxiety, their hatred, their fear, their selfishness, their lust, their deceit, that is coming from their heart because what is in their heart is eventually going to come out. And once again, I'm not, I'm just telling you guys, I'm not perfect. And when I'm preaching this, I'm preaching it to myself because I think that a lot of times that we can, in examining our, ourselves, that we can make the, make the mistake by saying, man, this doesn't affect me. Because I can tell you that a lot of times that when somebody's preaching or that when we have somebody come in, the very first thing that you can think about, man, I wish that person was here to hear, to hear this message because they needed to hear it. And the very thing that, and God has spoken to me before, you're thinking about them more than you're thinking, you need to think about yourself. This message is just as much for you than it is anyone else. Amen? So I'm not talking, I'm just telling you, how God is talking to me, that I need to be very specific on how I say and how I, how I, how, what comes out of my mouth, church. Sometimes I'm even learning lately that I, sometimes I just have to even just clamp my lips because I'm just telling you, sometimes it's easier to speak than, because once you speak it, you can't take it back. Um, Luke six forty five. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. And the evil person out of evil treasures produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Words reflect the state of the heart. And our heart, more than anything else, reflects the state of our walk with God. Because I can tell you the Pharisees had all the right things to say. The Pharisees looked like they could, like, like, like they could be able to, to play the part. But I'm telling you, just because their words did not match up with what, the way that their heart was. Jesus saw it and he said, you know what? You are like a whitewashed sepulcher. You may look good on the outside, but on the inside, you're far from, you're like dead man bones. Dead man's bones. Psalms 19:14 says, "Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my firm, immovable rock and my redeemer." Our tongue church is, they say, is between 60 and 70 grams. It's a small, a small little muscle that's, that, that's, that's within our body. But did you know that, that, that it helps us eat and it helps us taste, it helps us to drink? But did you know that this small little muscle that we have can either bring blessings or it can also bring cursings? Words can roll right off our tongue that can wreak, uh, wreak havoc upon a person's emotions and spiritual well-being. As Christians, we need to do all we can to keep this little tiny muscle in check. First thing that we do, church, and I haven't been to a doctor in a in a little while, 
is I believe that when I was a kid, they used to take this thing that looks like a popsicle stick and they'd ask you to open up and say, ah, and, and, they, and they look inside of your mouth, they're looking for things. But did you also know that there are certain things that they can see even with that, that if there's a problem going on in your body, that they can look at the tongue and they can be able to see through examining your tongue that, that things are going on in, in, in your life, and excuse me, in, in your body. And I think the same way is that when we come before the presence of God, that we need to make sure that, I mean, Isaiah chapter 6, you can take a look at that. Isaiah was there, and, and that he's, he's before the presence of the Lord. Remember, his train filled the temple. And check this out, is that while he was standing there, an angel, a seraphim, I believe it was, that came and grabbed a coal off the altar and touched his lips. Church, I, I believe that we need to have, we need to, we need to have our, our lips sanctified through the Holy Spirit. Because I think that we can say that everything's okay, but yet what is really happening in our heart? Church, we need to examine our heart because I'm just telling you, sometimes with what comes out of even, what comes out of our mouth is that do we really, are we listening to what we're saying? Are we listening to what we're telling other people? And sometimes I think that for me, God just is telling me sometimes just shut up. Don't say anything. Just, I'll use this, just be quiet. At this moment, don't say anything. Just allow my Holy Spirit to be able to take this situation and I, let him handle it. Amen? Amen? James wrote, the tongue is very, very powerful. In James chapter 3, verse 2, it says this, For we all stumble and sin in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, never saying the wrong thing, he is what? A perfect man, fully developed in character, without serious flaws, able to bridle his whole body and rein in his entire nature, taming his tongue, his human, sorry, taming his human faults and weaknesses. Now, if we put bits into horses' mouth to make them obey, we guide, we guide their whole body as well. And look at the ships. Even though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are still directed by a very small rudder. Wherever the impulse, whenever the, wherever the impulse of the herdsman, hel helmsman determines, in the same sense, the tongue is a small part of the body, and yet it boasts of great things. Chapter, verse 6 talks about a, a fire. And the tongue is, in a sense, a fire, the very world of injustice and unrighteousness. The tongue is set among the members as that which contam contaminates the entire body and sets on fire the course of your life, the cycle of man's existence, and itself set on fire by hell, Gehenna. Church, I'm just telling you that, that there's so many things that with what we say, have results that can, that can have devastating effects upon the people that our family, our friends, our work, in our workplace. And I mean, he, James gives, gives three examples. He talks about a horse. Now a horse, I've never ridden a horse and I don't want to ride a horse because I just, I feel sorry for them. Well, for me, I'm over 200 pounds and probably he probably doesn't want to carry someone as fat as me. Um, but in proportion, you look at a horse that let's say is, I don't know how big horses are, 2,000 pounds, 1,000 pounds, is that how, how? It depends. But normally, I, let's say the Clydesdales. Those are huge horses. Some of them are eight foot tall. Some of them, I'm sure, can weigh 1,000 pounds. In proportion to the little bridle that they put within the horse's mouth that can be directed in whichever way that they go. To the left, they go to left. If they want them to stop, they pull back on it. If they want them to go, I, went, I know I said left, but it was your left, not mine. I went to the right. But I just, I got thinking, and I got and thinking in proportion to the horse, to the person and then from the person until the bridle, the bridle maybe weighs, if you were to weigh it, maybe two or three pounds compared to the comparison to what the horse is. But yet the horse can be directed on where to go. And if James is saying that, man, you know, it's just like that horse, that little muscle that is within your mouth that you can direct the, the course of your life through the Holy Spirit, through, through communication with God and allowing him to be able to take control of our, of our mouth, of our life from our heart first, church that our lives can be directed. Pastor Rich, have you said anything wrong? I have. 
in anger, in, in things that I know that I shouldn't have said, I have said the wrong thing. And I can tell you, in those times, it may take moments, it take, may take months, it may take years for somebody to be able to heal from something that we've said. The next thing was a big, huge boat. Now, there's, there's boats that are out there that are huge. I mean, there's, there's boats that, that carry hundreds of people. And in comparison to a little small rudder, and I believe um, what a rudder does, church, is that any way that the, the, any, the helmsman turns to the right, to the right, they'll go to the right. If they go to the left, then they'll go to the left. But in comparison, the whole boat can be moved, maneuvered in the direction that the way that the helmsman is going to, to steer that ship. And I think that so many times in our life, church, that we need to examine our lives and say that God is the way that I'm speaking even over my own life. Because I'm just telling you, church, there's so many, so many people that they've been told their whole life that they'll never amount to anything. Or they've been told that, man, you know what, you can't do this job. But I'm telling you, church, is that we need to see what the Word of God says about us rather than what other people are saying about us. Because, and I'm just telling you, I know I've done it before, is that sometimes we're even speaking out of our mouth when God has delivered us from something. That we're, The first thing that we're saying is that, man, I can't get victory over this. Yes, you can get victory in Jesus' name. Well, Pastor Richard, you're saying name and acclaim it. No, I'm not saying that, church. I'm saying through the Holy Spirit and his help as we read our word and get into our word that the Holy Spirit can help us. But what are we saying about that? Well, man, I've always been addicted to this and, I'll, and this is what everybody around me is saying. Well, God, what do you say about this? That he whom the Son has set free can be free indeed. And what we need to do is start getting scriptures that proclaim that. If we're dealing with something, if we're dealing with lust, if we're dealing, then start taking scriptures. So when that thought comes in mind, instead of you speaking out something different, says that I'm always going to be this way, or this is always going to happen, that you say, no, thus saith the word of God. This is what it says about me, and this is the way that my body is going to line up, because I'm just telling you, if God said in his word that we couldn't line up our body, we can. What I'm saying if, he's, if he, God said that we couldn't do it, God is not a God that lies. And if he's talking about taking a horse and a boat, and then even a small little spark, that if these things can be started like that, turned around like that, then church, God can take our lives, and through the Holy Spirit, our lives can be turned around. I can tell you the last two weeks we've had testimonies and you've heard people come up that, that had testified about what God has done in their life and how they used to be and how that God has transformed them in Jesus' name. We need to hear those testimonies. We, know, we just don't need to say, man, you know what God used to, and then I'll tell you later that I'm telling you, we need to start telling this generation, telling people that God can deliver them, God can set them free, and God can heal them. Well, Pastor Rich, if God doesn't do it, I'm just telling you that we're thinking wrong. God, we're going to stand up on your word and we're going to believe this. And this, is, this settles it. And if something else changes, then, then, that's, then that's God's will. Right? I just got, I just got thinking that how many times, and just, for, just for me, that how many times have I been going through something and the very thing that, that I find or catch myself doing a lot of times is not for me. And you can ask my kids, a lot of times it's in the negative sense. What's going to happen? What's not going to happen? And I start, even I start speaking them and I thought, Lord, can you imagine out of 500, 570 billion words a day in texting, how much, what is being created in the world? If words have life and death in them, what is, being, what is being thrown into the atmosphere? Now, I know that, there, that I know that we can speak and we can say, God, I pray for this region. I pray for this school. I pray for, and I'm just, telling you, I'm just telling you, God hears our cries and he hears our prayers. But see, the enemy just wants us to be defeated. The enemy doesn't, because he knows that, that when we start speaking the word of God, I'm just telling you, look at Jesus when he went in, in, into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights and Satan came against him. What did he do? Did he, give him, uh, um, did he give him what he thought was going to happen? Did he give him what was going, going on at that time? Well, such and such said this. No, he gave him the word of God. That's how we need to fight the enemy with the word of God. Fight the enemy with the word of God. Because I can tell you, I've, I've at times, church, 
I've spoken the wrong things. I've spoken, spoken critical things. I, I, I spoke lying things. I'm, and I'm, I, what I'm saying, but I know that God can forgive me of that. But see, from, from, there has to be a point that we're examining our life and saying just because we go to church and just because we, have, we, we do th that we're going to church that everything is okay. Are we reading our word? Are we getting in our word? Are we examining our life as we go through our life every day? Are we saying to our children and our grandchildren, are we saying, saying the things that God is telling us to say? Sometimes if there's nothing nice to say, the best thing is, you know what? Don't say nothing at all. And I'm preaching to myself because a lot of times out of anger or hopefully you all are understanding me. Because I think that in the very beginning, we read that somebody that can keep their tongue in check, their whole body can be in check. That God, we want to be reflections and ambassadors of you. That we want to be that salt. That we want to be that light. But I can tell you that, you know, the world can see the difference in our lives. We can pull, fool some people. We can have the right hand raised at the right time with the right angle. And people can look and say, man, that person really knows how to praise God. I'm just saying. I've done it before. I've, I've, but yet, knowing that I've been praying with God, but yet my heart is doing something different. That we need to examine our lives and say, God, Lord, I, and Lord, start with me before you start with my wife, before you start with my children, before you start with my grandchildren. Lord, start with me. And if I'm out of line, if, if, if I am, if my heart is not right, God, show me, Father God. Show me where I'm speaking. Show me what I'm doing. Show me what I'm saying. Because, Father God, I want my life to be right first because I can tell you, my children and my wife and my grandchildren, they will see the difference in my life. We just read that old saying that sticks and stones may break my bones, but I heard somebody rewrite it and said sticks and stones may break my bones, but words are powerful weapons that can, can inspire or they can destroy. I think a lot of times if we were to just even, even with our spouses or with our children, instead of getting angry and upset, say, God, I don't even know what to say in this moment. You give me through your Holy Spirit how I need to, how I need to respond with this, with this, in this situation. And then watch what God does in our lives. John, James 1.26 says this, If any man among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. The Amplified says, if anyone thinks himself to be religious, pious, observant of the external duties of his faith and does not bridle his tongue, but, does, but deludes, deludes his own heart, this person's religion, religious service is worthless, futile, and barren. Lord, Lord, help us not to be barren. How many of you guys have ever seen a match before? You can raise your hands. How many have seen a match before? So you know what a match looks like. I have in my office a, um, in a little um, container that it's for, it's, it's for like when, when, when you go out fishing or hunting, not that I do either of those, but uh, I just thought it looked cool, honestly. I, they were, they had yellow, little, little um, the match heads were yellow and I, it was a little container, it was in glass. But a lot of times, a lot of times y'all that, um, they put it in this container and says that you can take it out at sea not that I go to sea, or you go to the lake, not that I go to the lake. But if it was to drop in the water, that because it's in a sealed container, that no water would get into that, correct? But if I was to take it and I was to put it up here, and I was going to say, guys, we're going to start a fire, the very first thing that you guys would do would look at that container and know that I'd have to open the container first, right? If it was never opened, there would never be a fire. I mean, with these matches, Correct? And I think that sometimes in our life is that, is that we have to view our lives like that, that God, I'm not going to do anything or say anything, that, that I want to keep this contained because I can tell you, you can take one match, you can flick one cigarette out, and you know that their fires have started because of one little spark. Right? Chicago Fire, I was reading about that. They say, of course, they say that some of it's true and some of it's not. Where little Betsy, I think her name was the cow, kicked over that little uh, uh, lantern. And, and, and the whole Chicago, they say that it was like $40 million, that there was 500 people that got, that got killed, that many, many buildings, many blocks were destroyed over just one little, over one little match. And I just think that if we look at, if we look at what we say to other people or even to ourselves, that, that man, you know what, 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 what am I starting as I'm speaking this? 
What, what are we starting that even in our own life that, that God says, you know, I've delivered you from that. You've had people, you've had people come around you and pray with you and they're agreeing with you. And then to get up and say, man, this isn't going to work. I can't do this. No, you can't. But in God, we can do all things. Start speaking that out. Start speaking that, that God, you know, that's the fire that I want to start. A Holy Ghost fire within my own life that I'm going to speak that instead of, this is where God is telling me that I need to start doing. Sp start speaking the word of God instead of what I, what I feel that I need to say. What does the word of God say about that, Rich? What does it say about what, I, what I'm going through or what my family's going through or what my children are going through? The, what does it say instead of what I, well, they just need to hear the truth. Yes, there needs to be truth said to people and we need to speak it to them. I, I think that that's great, but I'm telling you that we are also told that when we speak it, we need to speak it in love. We need to be, speak it salted and and. and with the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit would, would lead us. And, and I'm all for that, that God would speak to, speak to us through other people because God has placed other people in our life to tell us the things that, man, I see this and, and, and I don't see that. I, I, I thank God for people like that in my life. But as I was reading and studying this week, and I just thought that, Lord, sometimes we just need to look at our life and say that, man, Lord, examine me. I don't need to sit here and, and say, man, you need to examine Tracy first and then, then Jessica. And uh, no, God, look at me first and exam help me to be able to take inventory in my own life and examine my, what I'm doing with, my, with this little muscle that's within my mouth. Amen. Can I just finish James chapter, from chapter six again? Can I go down through? Can I read that really quick? The tongue, um, it's going to be James chapter 6, I'm sorry, 3 verse 6. Cece, thank you for helping tonight. You guys okay? I love you all. You guys are the best in the world, and I think that we need to build up one another. Amen? Amen. And the tongue, there we go. And the tongue is, in a sense, a fire, the very world of injustice and unrighteousness. The tongue is set um, among the members as that which contaminates the entire body and sets on a fire the course of our life, the cycle of man's existence, and, it's, and, in, and is itself set on fire by hell. For every species of beasts and birds, of reptiles and sea creatures, have you been to SeaWorld lately? You see how that they train those little whale, those big whales? Can be tamed, is tamed, and has been tamed by the human race, but no one can tame the human tongue. It is a restless evil, undisciplined, unstable, fully of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we will curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. Out of the same mouth came both blessings and cursings. These things my brethren, should not be this way, for we have a moral obligation to speak in a matter that reflects our, our fear of God and profound respect for his precepts. I love how it says that we must, we must speak in a matter that we have the fear of God. Verse 11, does a spring send out the same from the same opening, both fresh and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, produce olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Nor can salt water produce fresh. We, ha we have a great blessing as Christians. We have not... We must allow, as Christians, the Holy Spirit to take control of our tongue, church. Well, Pastor Rich, how do you do that? I'm just telling you how you do that is you get... Looking for my word... We need to get in the word. And I'm just telling you that we know where our shortcomings are. We, we know where, 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 when we're dealing with stuff. That, and I'm just telling you, and more than anything, church, what God has really just helped me with lately is whether you put it in your phone, whether you put it on a sticky note, when you're going through something, the best thing that you can do is speak the word of God. You're dealing with lust, then find something where, where you know that God can be able to help you with through that through that through that situation. If you if you have an addiction, then you know that man, God, I I and start speaking the word out. Start speaking, and I'm just telling you, there's something about speaking it out loud, church. You don't always have to do that. You can put your, you know what? They even have a neat thing now that you can, the Bible app will actually just read to you. You can sit there and you can have that that going into your ears, 24 hours, seven days a week. Amen. Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of what? And those who love it and indulge in it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. 
words reflect the state of our heart, of the heart of a person more than anything else reflects the state of our walk with God. Um, Charles Swindoll, have you guys ever heard of him before? Um, I was reading about him and um, in one of his uh, stories, he was just telling a story. I love stories. Um, Chuck Swindoll, Charles Swindoll, tells a story of a man and with whom he, and when he went to seminary with, the man had a bright red birthmark that covered half of his face. So on the side of his face, he just had a birthmark that was red. After Charles got to know him, Chuck Swindoll got to know him, he finally had the courage to ask him about his face and how it was for him, how it was for him to go through his life with a birthmark like that on his face. He couldn't do anything front by it. He couldn't hide it. And his friend explained this. He said, when I was very young, my father told me that, that my birthmark was a place an angel had kissed my face so that the angel could always pick me out of the crowd. Then his friend said, you know, I grew up feeling sorry for all those who didn't have the birthmark. And I just think, okay, well, Pastor Rich, that's really not true. But I'm saying that the father could have just said, spoke something different into his life. And as he went through his lifetime, that, that he could have went through. He, but this helped him, this young man, as a little boy, that as people would say stuff, that he would just remember what his father said. Life and death are in the power of our tongues. And it's not just what we say about other people. It's what are we saying about it? And it really, when, when I was studying this week, it really was what God was just showing me. What are we saying about ourselves? Because I think that maybe everybody around us and, and is, is not saying anything about us, but what are you saying about you? What is coming out of your mouth that, that, that man, maybe you had a really bad day and maybe, maybe you're going through something that is terrible right now, but I'm just telling you that we need to speak life and not death. Find a scripture that's going to help you as you go through your daily walk. Find something that God is a faithful God. He's a just God that he'll never leave us. He'll never abandon us. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thy rod, thy staff. They comfort me that God is a comforter, church. Start speaking those words into our own life and saying, God, I want to change the way that even I see myself. Speak life in, into us instead of death. What are we saying to our children? What are we saying to our spouses? Well, you don't really realize they really made me mad. I understand we've all been mad at times, but I'm telling you, what, are we, what is coming out of our mouth to God's creation? That whether it's our wife, our children, our grandma, our grandpa, our coworker. You see, in church, my prayer is that, that as God looks at our lives, that he can see a reflection of himself. And not just that, but the people that we work with and the people that are around us can look at our life and say, man, that is a woman or man of God because the way that they're speaking and the way that they're caring about themselves, because what is inside their heart is really truly coming out of their mouth. You see, my prayer is that God, God's Holy Spirit would, would direct every single one of us, church. I'm just telling you, I know I drive in Zephyr Hills and I know that there's sometimes that somebody pulls out in front of you, somebody runs you off the road, somebody runs over your feet as you're in Walmart and you, those are your brand new shoes and then you're really upset. And I'm just telling you that I'm not saying that we don't have reasons to, but I can just tell you that God help me to be able that when I speak things that it's going to give you praise and give you glory. If I can't say anything nice, let's just start praising God about it. We must guard our mouths. You see, church, we have, we have, we have gates with that are within our, what are we watching? What are we listening to? But also, what are we saying? Proverbs 21, 23 says, those who guard their mouths with their tongue keep themselves from calamity. Psalms 141, 3 says, set a guard over your mouth. Lord, keep watch over the door of my lips. Guard. If I was to play basketball with you today, there's something called guarding and I would try my very best to guard you or try to have you to where you would not make it to the basket. And so I would guard and I would try to stop you from getting to the goal. And so many times that we have to do the same thing in our own life, that through, the, through God's word that we need to say, God, God I'm, I'm guarding this, that the enemy's not going to come, come and, 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 and come through my mouth, that Lord, I just pray in the name of Jesus, that this is not God in Jesus' name. Lord, I'm going to speak what your word says. Amen? Proverbs 10, 20 said, the words of a good person are like pure silver, but an evil person's thoughts are worth very little.
I'm, I'm closing. Have you guys ever heard of an acronym? Yeah? So check this out. I was, as, as I was studying, um, um, this, this came up, and it, it just says, what would happen if you started praying for people instead of cursing them? Jesus thought, taught us that, um, that we're to pray for, fo- for, pray for po- folks. Um, Matthew 5, I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. And it's the word think. Think about this. Is it what we are speaking and what we're saying, is it, number is it T, is it true? H, is it helpful? I, is it inspiring? N, is it necessary? And K, is it kind? We need to speak and we need to think before we speak. Is this going to build somebody up or is this going to tear somebody down? And sometimes the Holy Spirit may even say, man, now is not the time to say this. Allow, allow me to deal with that person a little bit longer. I'm going to speak through you in, 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 in days or in a couple hours that we need to think of before we speak. Amen. Because our word, we have life and death. And if I can't, I just need to drive this home that life and death is in the power of our tongue. And I'm sure that there are people here under the sound of my voice that can remember things that somebody has told you over your lifetime of what somebody has said, whether it was a parent or an uncle or a teacher or someone that is in your life that you looked up that spoke something into your life and that years have gone by, but yet you can still remember how you felt when that person said that to you. And my friend, I can tell you, God can heal you from that. God is the one that can come in and take, take that sorrow or take how you felt that what somebody else has spoken into your life. And, and, and I pray that life would come back in, that, that, that the Holy Spirit would take control of, of, of your life and take control of my life. And Lord, that it would change the way what people have said over me, over what my father has said over me over the years. Because you know what? We need to bless and not curse people. We need to build one another up. We need to love one another. We need to encourage one another. We need to, we need to be spirit-filled, and we need to soothe one another with the way that we talk. I'm not saying, once again, I'm not saying that church, we go around and, and, and we just say all nice things to one another, but I believe that Holy Spirit, as I'm talking to Damien, and Damien has come to me, that Lord, allow me through your Holy Spirit to say the truth to him in love, and that he would know that, that what I'm speaking is coming in a place of love instead of a place of, of hurt or, or anger. Does that make sense, church? Um, we can do a great deal of good and a great deal of hurt with the way that we speak both in others and to, and to, other, and to ourselves and to others. We need to make sure that, that this, this tongue, Lord, that your Holy Spirit takes control of our tongue, church. Because I can just tell you, how many have had blessings, just like it just said in, in, at the end of James there, that how many bless God with their mouth, but yet it comes Monday and Tuesday, and, they're, and it's totally opposite of the way that they were praising God. It's actually cursings that come out of their mouth. Church, we need to wake up. God is coming back for a church that is ready, a church that, 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 is, a, that is a remnant people that, that, that is willing to sit there and say, I'm going to examine my heart. I'm, I think that each one of us needs to examine our hearts and say that, God, if there's anything that's inside of me, anything that is impure, if it's the way that I'm speaking, if it's what I'm looking at, if it's what I'm hearing, God, show me and give me the strength that I can overcome that in Jesus' name. Church, my prayer is that we would just think when we speak. And I'm just saying y'all, I'm saying myself, because I know that a lot of times that when I've gone through situations over the 54 years that I've been alive, there's been a lot of times that I know that I've spoken incorrectly, that I've said the wrong things. And Joel, I'm just saying how I feel. Well, no, well, God is saying, man, you don't need to say that right now. Say, say, Lord, that I... As I'm speaking to y'all, I just pray that, let you guys know that I want to examine my life too. Because I think that first and foremost, I need to examine it first before I tell my life, before I say it to anyone else. Amen. That you would see that in me, that you'd see that, that if there is something wrong with me, the Holy Spirit, Lord, show me and give me the strength that, Father God, that I don't want to have, speak one way, but yet people can still see in my life, well, man, that's, I, he's only fooling himself. That, God, I want to be your choice servant. We want to be your choice, choice servants in these end times, church. So my question to the, to, in, in closing is just this. How are you speaking about yourself? 
How are you speaking about your, your, your family members? How are you speaking about the people that you work with? How are you speaking about people even, even that, 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 that possibly you have odd against? Maybe it's your neighbor that, that keeps throwing his limbs on the other side. And I, I believe that God has called us to, to speak life instead of death. And that Holy Spirit, you'd give us wisdom as we go through, to go through our life that how to be able to interact with one another and show the love of Christ. Because I believe that our Savior showed that when, and in his dying moments on the cross that he could have, they beat him, on, they, 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 they whipped him, they put crowns upon his, upon his head, they spit upon him and all that. Not one cursing does our word ever say that Jesus ever did. You know what Jesus did? He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Father, forgive them for they don't know what, they do, what they're doing. Words came out of his mouth of forgiveness. Say, Father, forgive them. I love Jesus, how he just was an example with everything that he was telling us to do, church, that, that we can look at his life and see what, see what he did. And, and just knowing that if, when Jesus was going through this, even all the pain and the agony and even being separated from his father, yet he never heard him curse at all or say anything about anyone. Only thing that I do remember cursing, now it came to my mind, is the fig tree. It was not producing, remember? And he cursed it and it died the very next day. Let us pray. Father, we love you and we thank you. I thank you for everyone that is here. I thank you for everyone that's watching online. Lord, I pray in your name, Father God, that we would, all of us, would examine ourselves and check ourselves, Father God, with what we're speaking, with what we're saying, with what, what we're even looking at. But Father God, Lord, I pray that, Lord, when we get into situations at our workplace, when we get in situations with our family, Father God, that your Holy Spirit would take control of our tongue. And Father God, that if any one of us has said anything, Father God, to hurt our family members, your Holy Spirit would guide us Father God, to go and ask for forgiveness, Father God. Lord, even with what we're saying about ourselves, Father God. Lord, I believe that as people are being delivered, Father God, on Sunday mornings and on Wednesday, and on Sunday mornings and on Wednesday, Father God, as they leave, Father, the Holy, um, the Holy Spirit will be with them and, and help them, give them the strength, Father God, as they overcome that. That, Father God, they would start speaking what the Word of God says about them, Father God. They are more than overcomers, Father God. Through, through the blood of, blood of the Lamb and the Word of their testimony, Father God, I thank you for that. Lord, we just love you and we thank you, Lord. We pray that we'll be an end time church, Father God, ready to move, Father God, when people are coming in, Father God, from, from every area of, of around here, Father God, that we would be people that can minister your word to them, Father. Lord, I pray that everyone goes, that goes home, that you'd give them traveling mercies, touch them and their families, touch them through the rest of this week. Father God, Lord, we just praise you and we thank you, Father God. We adore you and, we, and with our mouths, we're going to praise you with everything that we have. And we thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for this church that is here, Lord. We love you and I thank you for them, Lord. And we just want to tell you, Lord, we thank you for this evening. In Jesus' holy and his precious name, we pray. And everybody said, amen and amen. God is good, amen. Amen. And all the time, God is good. I just want to remind you that we love you and we appreciate you. Please make plans to be here Sunday at 1030. We're going to go after God again. And I just pray that if you're going through something and you need prayer, I'll be up front to agree and pray with you. And uh, thank you guys for coming tonight. God bless. You're dismissed.